What's up, guys? Evolution at Ward podcast coming your way. Steve Smee here and Rick in the house. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? So we got episode 322 of our podcast. Rick's really excited about this one. I've never seen him this excited. Uh, uh, this one's going to be a fun one. We're going to talk about trust alone, M-E-N-T. Um, guys call it ment. Um, a lot of guys who talk about it call it ment. So what is it? It's a derivative of nandrolone. Nandrolone being deca Um, And this is a, the base steroid of DECA. Its androgenic estrogenic character is similar to trenbolone and DECA. But this one is 10 times more potent than testosterone on paper. It's extremely strong on paper. And those who have used it have said that it is pretty dang strong. So Trestolone, it's not really well known out there. A lot of sources don't sell it. So a lot of guys have never heard about it. So it's kind of like a secret steroid that not a lot of people know about. So we're going to talk about it on this podcast. There's not much information out there. So you came to the right place if you want to learn about it. Um, and it is sold you know, on the black market. You're not going to find pharmaceutical grade mint out there. I mean, I'd be shocked if you could find it. Um, I don't even think it exists anymore. But Rick's going to kind of get into the history and talk about its interesting history and where it came from. All right. So the history on uh, Trestolone, basically like every other steroid we've discussed, it was first mentioned, first developed around the 1960s. So Trestolone was actually first described in pharmaceutical literature around 1963. Now, it wasn't really studied again for medical use for prescription until around 1990, 93. And the very last time there were any uh, tests uh, ran on it for medical use was around 2013. It's real interesting because this is the only steroid that I found that was actually being researched for, as a male contraceptive. That's maybe not accurate because testosterone has been researched as well. But just out of the, the other, the synthetic creations of anabolic steroids, MENT was specifically researched for as a male contraceptive. And there are actually two forms, two forms of uh, MENT that I found out there. There's the just MENT, it's a 7A methyl steroid, or uh, MENT acetate, which has an acetate ester. And there is a really interesting thing about it, MENT. It is, it does have a methyl group, but if you look at the nomenclature, it's not at the 17th position like every other steroid. Dianabol, Oxandrolone, Wingstrol, these are all 17A methyl. In the case of Trestolone, it's a 7A methyl. So it brings that methyl group closer towards the middle of the hormone, brings it closer to the B ring, where normally the 17th position is at the D-ring, way at the end of the hormone, where you would normally hang that ester chain. So in the case of, of ment, it gives you, gives you the ability, right, you're designing the steroid, to actually make it a methyl steroid, which will give it all, all of those benefits, and also hang an ester chain from it. So now it's injectable as well. And the original uh, ment that was being researched from what I found it was supposed to be a subcutaneous implant, an implant men would get under their skin and it would dispense on a daily basis just a little bit of, of a 7A methyl nandrolone, which is meant. 
Of course, later on, um, of course, there were also versions of it created with the acetate ester on it. And uh, that's the one, this, that's the version that I've seen on the black market. So yeah, it's a pretty interesting steroid uh, in those regards. Even the structure of it is, is a little different. And you'll find this with some steroids out there, some of the weird, more fancy stuff like DMZ, which is two hormones stuck together, you know, and, and th this one, which has a methyl group and an ester chain. Usually in pharmacology, you'd have to kind of pick between one or the other, it, where you're going to put in that 17th position because they'll get in the way. But here they, they found a creative way around it and, and put, put it in a different spot. So it's definitely a really interesting steroid in that regard. Uh, it's definitely different. And, and yeah, I mean, that's a little bit on, on the history of it. Uh, not much, not much else out there. But yeah, I've been mean, interesting in a lot of ways, especially the fact that it was just recently, as recently as 2013 was being researched, still as, as a possible uh, male contraceptive. All right, guys. So listen, in all we're re real world terms, guys, real world terms, when you take men, you're going to get similar results as testosterone, but it's going to be much more stronger. You're going to get tremendous gains. You're going to get fast gains. Everyone that I know that's used it says this stuff is amazing. You're going to get just huge. You're going to just get huge mass on it. Very similar to Anadrol. Very similar to Anadrol. You're going to, so you're going to get a lot of bulk and you're going to get water retention. Anadrol is more of a DHT derivative though. So you don't get aromatization. But with Trestolone meant, you do get aromatization. So in my mind, in my mind, you should not be stacking another aromatizing compound with it. You shouldn't be stacking testosterone with it. It's a huge mistake because you're going to get such huge water retention on it. If you stack both, it just absolutely makes no sense. So this is one of the true steroids. I would compare it to more like more to Anadrol in terms of, I don't think that you should run anything with it. And Anadrol is the same thing. If you'll go back and listen to our Anadrol, Anadrol uh, podcast, I said the same thing. It's a steroid where, you know, you just run it by itself. It does the job. It's so strong that you don't want to run it with anything else. It's going to be counterproductive, you know? So, uh, and, and if you do insist on running it with something, run it with something dry. So worst case, run it with Anavar, run it with T-Bowl. Winst Winstrol is dry, but Winstrol has a lot of side effects. So I don't think it's a good idea to run it with that. So Rick, do you agree or disagree? Uh, what's your thought on that? So there's something interesting I found about the estrogenic activity of, of ment. Ment was also researched as a possible option for men who get testosterone replacement therapy, but it failed in those tests because it wasn't a strong, it didn't create a strong enough estrogen. When it aromatizes, the estrogen that it aromatizes into is not as, it's not as strong as, as your regular estrogen. So this caused other problems. Remember, when you're talking about testosterone replacement therapy, these men are getting small amounts and you're looking for overall hormone balance, you know, both estrogen and testosterone. Well, they found that at these small therapeutic dosages, the, the estrogen activity just wasn't strong enough. And so men were suffering side effects of low estrogen. Now, this is a the therapeutic dose that a man would get on testosterone replacement therapy. When you put this in the hands of a bodybuilder, 
and he starts shooting four, five, six times what a testosterone replacement therapy guy would. Even if the estrogen itself that comes from ment is, is a little bit weaker, you make more of it because you're dosing it so much higher. Another issue with MENT, which is also one of the reasons it was researched as a male contraceptive, it's because it does have some progesterone activity. And I found this in some of the literature as well, being researched, some of the progesterone activity that MENT has. Now, this is, shouldn't be surprising because other things like Winstrol and, and Anadrol have progesterone activity. Those two can actually attach to progesterone receptors unchanged without any conversion. One, when you talk about Winstrol, is more of an antagonist. The Anadrol can be an agonist. That's why one causes bloating. The other one doesn't. One can cause gynecomastia. The other one doesn't. And th they do this unchanged. So MENT does have some detectable progesterone activity as well. So maybe this is why even though MENT creates a, a weaker estrogen, it's known to bloating and some of those estrogen progesterone side effects. So that's just something real interesting for, for guys out there to note. I'll, I'll admit it, MENT is the one steroid I don't think I've ever used. I don't know. I've never, I've never touched it. Uh, will I try it? Uh, probably not. Probably not. I'm going into 40 and I'm trying to stay away from, from anything that can fuck with my progesterone and prolactin. Maybe would have been something for when I was in my 20s and maybe feel like at that time it was a lot easier for me to recover from stuff. Now I probably won't mess with it going forward. Who knows? I might change my mind later on, right? But, but probably not. You know, it's just a, it's a, it's a good steroid. It's out there, but there's so much other stuff out there that we understand much better that I just don't, I really don't see anybody or any reason why anybody would go and buy MENT as opposed to just running a nice testosterone decacycle together if you're looking for something like that. What do you think, Steve? Well, you know, speaking, you know, using it, um, it's not something that fits my current lifestyle. I may have used it back in the day. To me, it's, it's, it's kind of like a mix of Trenblone, testosterone, and Anadrol. It's like a mix of all three in, in one. So I think it's worth a shot. If you're looking just to bulk, you're looking to get stronger. I think it's worth a shot to get, you know, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't compare it to Trembolone for two reasons. One, Trembolone doesn't, doesn't contribute to bloating at all. And two, Trembolone really kind of makes everything else you take with it work better. I feel like your body is actually taking more advantage of the other steroids you take when you add Trembolone. I've heard guys out there say that it maybe increases your sensitivity to insulin growth factor. I've heard that out there, but who knows? Now, I don't think MENT does that, not from user reviews that I, I read coming up to this podcast, not from anything. I think MENT might be one of those compounds that, like you said, is best ran standalone. It's best probably not to add with a bunch of other stuff. And it's probably not going to enhance the way anything else you use works. Tremble, on the other hand, you really don't really want to run tremble and standalone. I probably wouldn't. I have, but you don't want to do that. You want to throw tremble on in on top of other stuff to make everything else work better. You know, it's, it's, um, and again, the effects are different. So I probably wouldn't compare it to trend, but I think what I would compare it to, if you, if just again, reviews and nomenclature and, and everything, I would, if you ran testosterone DECA together a little bit, if you ran both test and DECA together a little bit, you'd probably get some of the same effects, uh, results, feelings, even side effects than just running meant by itself. 
my opinion. It's, you might even need some of the same different dosing, but you need some of the same anti-E drugs and everything you would take even. It it's, feels like MENT is just loading up both DecaTest together and, uh, and using it. What do you think? Well, you know, I think, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's steroids are steroids, guys. At the end of the day, they're going to have the same, they're going to have the same results, you know, across the board over time. And I, I, you know, it's one of those things where give it a shot, see, see if you like it, try it by itself. You know, how do you find this stuff? That's another question. That's a really good question. Now the trust, trust ace it's mostly found in liquid. I mean, I haven't really found a source that sells it other than in a vial, a 10 milliliter vial. I've seen, uh, I know that it's possible to make this in an oral. It's possible to make it as an implant. It's possible as a transdermal as well. But like, you're not going to find it in those forms. I didn't find much as far as oral. I did find the implant and that was the version that didn't have the acetate ester. That was what was being used in the implant, but I haven't found anything in oral. I also didn't find any sources selling it just as an oral without the acetate ester. That being said, anything that has the acetate ester in it, you may actually be able to ingest. Acetate ester, when compared to maybe inatate or cypionate or whatever, it actually has a better chance of, of surviving being digested, being ingested than, than others. So even, even there, you might even be able to drink the, the MENT. Who knows? So what's the dosage like? And then Rick's going to kind of talk about the side effects that you can expect on it. Because I'm, I'm going to assume from what he just said, it's extremely liver toxic, just like any liver toxic oral or liver toxic steroid. So with Trestalone guys, I've seen dosages, 10 milligrams up to 50 milligrams a day. You can dose it if you're, you're taking the injectable form every other day, you can take it 50 to hundred milligrams at most. That's the max you want to run 50 to hundred milligrams every other day or 10 to 50 milligrams every day. So that's, that's the dosage guys really cut and dry. Um, if you can't gain on that, then I'm not sure what to tell you and how long should you run it? It doesn't have a very long half-life so you can run it four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, 10 weeks at the most. I wouldn't run it longer than that. You probably won't even make it to 10 weeks because it's such a strong steroid. The side effects, you know, it aromatizes similar to testosterone, but way less than actual nandrolone. So you're going to get a lot of that estrogenic side effects that come with it and some other side effects as well, some of the androgenic side effects. So Rick, kind of tell us about the side effects that you found with it. So from all the reviews and all the literature I found on it, uh, Estrogenic side effects, progesterone-like side effects. One of the issues that the product had when it was being researched as a male contraceptive is that it also caused some erectile dysfunction. In my opinion, MENT may actually be more suppressive and may actually have some more side effects on your ability to just have regular sex as a guy than maybe other steroids would at the same kind of dosing just because it gives you that double punch of it is a substrate for the aromatase enzyme so it'll actually convert to some estrogen it does have some progestenic activity is it another metabolite down the line or is it itself unchanged having 
progesterone activity. Mm, that's something to think about. Also, it is a substrate for the, DA, for, for the fiber ductase enzyme, which at that point now you got to wonder if, if that metabolite now is going to compete against your own DHT, which now we're going back to erection problem city. So that's, again, I, I haven't used this one, so I can't, I can't really sit here and tell you guys I felt this and this and that from it, or that I've had people that I work with use it. I'm, I'm trying to think coming up to this, I don't remember having any consultation clients that were on it either. So I don't have a lot of really good firsthand experience, but I utilize the forums, like a lot of you guys, like everybody can, and just see what everybody is saying and what, how everybody is feeling on it. And this, these are some of the things I, I found on it. it. It is a fancy steroid. It does have some kind of uses. I, I wouldn't take it over just regular testosterone and DECA. Because it is a, a weird kind of new steroid with not a ton of demand, there's a good chance you're going to order some MENT somewhere that's unreliable. And they're just going to shoot, send you some, a little bit of a test and DECA mix in your bottle and say, fuck you. Here's your, here's your mint. Right? So there's just, there's just a lot of different things to think about, to think about when it comes to, to MENT. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's all I, I can say about the side effects and even again, reliability of it. You, you got to You got to understand that, MENT is not a popular compound. They're not churning out, you know, kgs and kgs and kilos and kilos of this, of this stuff. So if it gets dried up, if prices get too high, sources know it aromatizes. Sources know they'll just drop you, you know, a 50-50 mix of, of nandrolone and, and testosterone. Here's your MENT. It's very rare. So those are all things to consider, you know, going forward. Yeah, that's a really good point. And how would you even know that you're getting real, real stuff? If you run blood work, I mean, you're with, with the whole nanonolone family. It's going to show up in blood work as, as testosterone. You, you'd have to, it have to, you'd have to get real specific and look for the for the methyl group. I mean, you you, you get you need crazy like water level blood work to even really tell if you got if you got slipped a, a, a testosterone decamix as opposed to MENT. To be real. Yeah. Yeah. There's all things to consider guys. So guys, I mean, we appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. I think we covered everything when it comes to Trestalone M-E-N-T Ment. And, um, you know, we'll have another compound next week for Steve Smee and Rick has another episode of evolutionary radio. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.